Hear thee, hear thee, and welcome in to another episode of Cheap Beer Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back for the second straight week, first time that has ever happened, and it's why all of you paid $9, except for some mystery listeners that we will try to get to the bottom of tonight. But beyond that, we have a great episode uh, where we bring on two new first-timers, so Jose, uh, Nick, and I mean, Tim, you could, you should probably come back. The ball is in your court because we're running low on first-time listeners. I'm not counting Dan because I don't even think he listens to these. Anyways, on the agenda tonight, um, we are going to give thanks to the football gods. We're going to get some comments from our first-timers. Uh, we're going to go through awards for this week, some big fantasy storylines, break down each matchup of the week. We're going to have a new segment called Brandon's Gambling Corner, which I'm very excited about. Uh, a lot of great news for you guys there. And then we might end on how we want to structure these going forward if this episode turns into a classic 12-hour one, and a new section called Trade Talks. But before we get into our agenda, let me introduce you to the folks on the phone. First up, our producer, sound mixing whiz, Dustin, Littlefinger, Sylvia. We have Joel, he's frozen again, Yamasaki. And Kevin, uh, do you want to be Mr. Freeze or what, what would you prefer your nickname be? You can just call me two-time champion. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm locked into that one. Kevin, two-time champion, freeze. So I think it's, it's time for us to take a moment and just thank the football gods. That football was back. And we made it through a week with no COVID tests. I did not think this was going to happen. I'm bowing my head in prayer. I implore all of you listeners to do the same. Just take a moment and be thankful. All right. Amen. Do do we kneel for this part or? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard some fans booing in the background. <laughs> I mean, I think we need to make a sacrifice, anything to keep this going, uh, the good vibes going. But now that we've got both of you on, Joel and Kevin, we've had a couple episodes uh, since then, Kevin in particular, uh, I believe Dustin at some point in the episode last week said, and I quote, fuck you, Kevin. Uh, would you like to respond? Mm, I think the only natural response to that is just a, a classic fuck you to Dustin. I think that's <laughs> pretty much summarized our uh, not just fantasy football relationship, but also personal relationship through these years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a good mutual fucking <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. You listeners are going to really enjoy these two together. It's going to be a blast. We're, we'll keep it civil as long as we can. I give us to minute 10. <laughs> yeah, we are going to get to the awards, and I, I have a feeling that that's going to devolve into some some arguing. But before we do that, Joel, uh, I believe at, at some point all of us snickered at your terrible idea to cut bench. I just <laughs> want to know if you want to defend that at all or if you've realized that what you proposed was stupid and we should move on. Yeah, it was the, 
best idea for dealing with this COVID situation. You want more options on the waiver wire, not fewer. You're going to have so many shitty bench players that just are clogging up the waiver wire for the rest of the season. I wanted infinite COVID spots and two fewer bench spots. <laughs> infinite COVID spots. Yeah, well, I mean, infinite COVID spots would be interesting. I feel like at some point, if you uh, your team had like four or five, we should probably just kick you out of the league. For infecting them? <laughs> yeah. I'm bl- Yeah, at that point, it's the manager's fault. I'm going to be honest. Poor locker room management. Any other thoughts from either of you uh, on uh, any other, I don't know, particular tangents we went on previously or just first week thoughts before we get into the, the rest of the, the agenda? No, I think we'll get into it. I mean, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little hurt when I got a, a grade of a D from Dustin on my team. It was a D plus. And then week one happened. D plus. Oh, D plus. Sorry. D, D plus. And then quickly, I was, quickly progressed into an F. Yeah. I was just assuming with the mutual fucking comment, it was a straight D. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will say after week one, I uh, I tend to agree with you, Dustin, and, and that doesn't happen very often. So I'm sure on the agenda is, is week one woes, but uh, yeah, it's, it's looking bad to start. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like there was a little bit of bias in those rankings towards the uh, towards the hosts. But given I'm the only one who won their first week, it'll be nice to have some perspective from that side of the table. <laughs> yeah, is that allowed, Brandon? Are we allowed to have people that win their matchup on this podcast? Just... <laughs> Honestly, probably not the way this is going. <laughs> I think since I've started the podcast, I've lost every week. Um, so <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So if I lose again, especially cause, uh, I found out I'm playing Jeff this week. If I lose to Jeff, um, podcasts canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he was the worst manager of the week. <laughs> I don't know if the statisticians have kept this fact, but this might be the first time that the top six scores in the league actually won all of their matchups. Not one of you losers would have beat one of the winning teams. That is interesting. I'm sure that has happened before, but um, Roach, write that down. Um. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, also, I thought it was really interesting. The wor- so this week I was the worst of the worst, over a hundred points. I think that might be one of the first times that's ever happened where the the weekly low score is over a hundred. So, you know, somebody's got to be last. But if I'm going to do it uh, over a hundred points, you know, I'll take it. I was thinking the same thing, actually, Kevin. I, I don't remember the last time that every team broke a broke a hundred. Um, it kind of feels like this is going to be a strong league this year. Someone said that on was that you, Dustin, who said that last time? I feel like someone said that it's going to be a strong league this year. Yeah, I, th- I think I said that like right after the draft. Um, just you know, because there's so much depth at wide receiver this year, and I think uh, because of COVID and the shortened preseason that you know defenses just um, aren't as prepared so yeah gonna be a lot of points in the first half of the year yeah it's usually the first week where we see the uh the biggest blowouts happen so that was kind of surprising it was all pretty close until Noah Fant went off (laughs) shots for Fant (laughs) oh my god I mean my loss started with the first matchup so it could be worse Brandon (laughs) I had Brandon Coase give me four points (laughs) Deshaun Watson only threw it to fucking Roach's one receiver <laughs> on the Texans like yeah it just started off so bad Ke- Kevin did you pick 
Cooks over Fuller in the draft? No, no, I didn't. No, uh, he did not. No, I was I was looking because I I was like kicking myself for this this Cooks pick, right? And uh, just seeing who was left on the draft board, and I think it was the the next available receiver was taken by Joel, who was Jarvis Landry. So, ugh. It's like it's like picking the best sandwich out of a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it's like shit. I mean, I, I did have Jarvis Landry last year. He wasn't bad. You know, he consistently put up ten to fifteen points, no more, no less. Seems like with Brandon Cooks, you get four. <laughs> <laughs> and an immediate questionable designation. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll we'll get to injuries then. Well, but, actually, yeah. Kevin, uh, the receivers after were My- Michael Gallup and Marvin Jones Jr. So you could have had either of them, and then Jarvis. So who both also outscored Brandon Cooks? I think. Gall- yeah, Gallup got got eight. Jarvis got what ten? Yeah, like a fair point. Yeah, I, I mean that that was the risk I took, right? Which was I I knew going into the draft. I was going to take the risk at my second wide receiver, especially going with Kelsey as number two. So uh, the risk didn't pay off so far, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, it's early. You might have dodged a bullet taking uh, Michael Thomas as number one, though. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, Joel. Oh. We'll get there. Before we do, uh, run through a few things. Kevin, you're in Wisconsin. That That's correct, right? That is correct, yes. So there's no reason why anyone from Illinois should be listening to our podcast. So if you're out there, Illinois, Florida, Texas, we see you. We hear you. We want you to join our league. So just let me know. Uh, You can find me in the Podbean app. I'm taking all messages. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's pretty impressive that we're expanding our reach. Do you think we can get some some Apple dollars behind this? I think that's a question for Joel. (laughs) I don't have that much pull. (laughs) We're taking submissions. As long as we get to the, that new fitness uh, watch or whatever it is, Apple Fitness memberships, let's do it. Yeah, you can see the live metrics of our heartbeat during these podcasts. Yeah, in the years of life that I'm losing while I watch OBJ catch three passes for 20 yards. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, do you just like pain? Is that why you drafted OBJ? Oh, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Before we do, I do have to recognize Michael fucking Bolton. God damn it. Man of the week this week. So man of the week, Michael fucking Bolton. Deadass last. Kevin. To no one's surprise. Yours truly. Deadass last to start the, the, uh, the year defending Jamie Lynn. I feel like you you alternate every other year. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I'm a I'm a boomer bust uh, team. You know, no real middle of the pack. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got your perspective there. Let's hope that that's the last time we have to uh, have someone on talking about that ass last. Um, and we'll make sure to never invite whoever wins Man of the Week on because that just feels gratuitous and yeah, over it's the pre- top. It's pretentious almost. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That was the word I was. We don't condone sucking your own dick on this podcast. (laughs) And and I think that that's why I finally got my uh, my first invitation onto the podcast. Is last year (laughs) wasn't fair. This year, (laughs) I think I can join quite a bit. Exactly. Why do you? 
Why do you think it's me and Jeff all the time? <laughs> <laughs> all right, some quick storylines. Uh, Joel, I feel like I'm kind of shutting you out here, so maybe chime in for, for Josh Jacobs. But um, Devonta Adams was the only player above 40 points. Yours truly, the big cheese, as we like to call him in uh, Todd's household. Really impressed by him. Can't wait to continue to see what he does. He's going to be a monster all year. Josh Jacobs, only running back above 30 points. Joel, take us through your uh, your first pick because that seems to be a big winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew he was going to go later than six, so I just figured I'd give up that pick when I can get the get a quicker one on the way back and go with the uh, you know leading running back for for the league right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, um, I, I was really hoping he was going to get get more uh, more receptions this season, and it seems to be working out so far. He had six targets in the in this first week, which is more than he had all of his rookie season or in any game of his rookie season. I think he was averaging like two receptions, two targets a game last year. I love the Jacobs pick. I actually think he might have been under undervalued uh, going into the draft. I did too. Um, Brandon and I talked about this last time, but you know, we, I really like second year guys. Um, you know, if they showed potential in their rookie year, uh, that you know they're only going to get better their second year. So Jacobs is definitely on that trajectory. Yeah, I was really hoping he would fall, but. I did try to go with that strategy last year with Saquon as well. Yeah, but with the first pick, I feel like you're just doomed to fail no matter what, apparently. That's true. Well, except Sean looked great. Um, we'll get to his true. team. but for, for Josh Jacobs, I think what gives me solace in that, that switch from nine to six is if I was going nine, I was not going to choose Josh Jacobs. So Who would, who would you have picked? I was going to go uh, Eckler, actually. I was going to reach for Eckler, and then I was going to go either Julio or uh, Hopkins with my second round. And I think you guys would have liked that team a lot better, and I think I would have too. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I have – I mean, I did get to draft the epitome of a horse uh, in my first round pick. So it's true. He got 31 carries his first game. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Derrick Henry's a fucking monster. Yeah, that's insane. Like, such a beast. I don't think my team's as – because, like, the, the – Second round pick of Kelsey, we you guys didn't even talk about that. Like, I feel like because we require a tight end position, I feel like if he stays healthy, healthy, that's such a mismatch. Except for fucking Noah Fant, but <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing with that. So yes, if you spend a second round pick on Kelsey, you get an amazing tight end. But then you end up with Brandon Cooks as your second receiver. <laughs> Right. So so I, I view Kelsey basically as my second wide receiver. And then whoever my flex or third wide receiver is, that's basically my tight end. That's how I view it, at least. Mm. It's not paying off so far. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I've never had a good tight end. I had, I had Evan Ingram, which you now have. So Yeah, we're going to get to the loser's lament section momentarily. Uh, I do need to point out that Mike, who was very drunk, at this point in the draft, ended up with the two highest scoring quarterbacks. It's just kind of hilarious how that ends up. I mean, it's proof that you just need to be drunk during the draft and good things will happen to you. I feel like Mike just kind of falls face first into a good situation every other year. Yeah, but this I don't think it's every other year this year. He won last year. He won the division last year. Mm, yeah. He's going to put it together. Yeah, he's probably just... He's going to run the table on Division B. Oh my god. It is a Division B. I don't know if you noticed, but Kevin has the number one waiver spot, and then two, three, and four are in Division B. So. 
<laughs> I didn't like the Rodgers pick or the Russell Wilson pick in the draft, to be honest. So I, I was shocked by Rodgers coming out like that. Russell Wilson's a stud. He's a stud in the NFL. I just think he's too inconsistent for fantasy. He is. Let me tell you. They're not going to be playing Atlanta every week. <laughs> Let Russell cook. Anyways, uh, before we get to Loser's Lament, uh, big injuries. I feel like we should go through these every week. Michael Thomas came out today. He is going to miss multiple weeks. Huge hit for Timothy, who really was banking on those double wideouts to carry him. Plus the fact that he does not have... uh, He has two Lions running backs, and neither of them is the starter. So, Godspeed. Uh, George Kittle uh, looked to be in trouble I don't know how long he'll be out for. I was shocked that Kittle came back into the game after after watching that replay. That looked horrible. Yeah, me too. Did you see his haircut? What the hell was that? It's so dumb. <laughs> oh my god. I hated that haircut. Marlon Mack is out for the year. Luckily for Sean, he has both Colts running backs. Le'Veon is out till week five. Kevin, we'll get your thoughts on that when we get to your game. It's fine. i was gonna bench him anyway all right check it off nothing like cutting off your cutting your third round pick in week two Um, (laughs) just gotta you gotta move on that's what adam gay said this morning (laughs) yeah yeah oh god i hope he gets traded can you imagine any other team than the jets with levy and bell i don't know i think he's kind of washed and then the poll that i forgot to put out last week which was like I think it was Blake Jarwin, Jonu Smith, and Mike Gusecki. Who would you rather have? Well, Blake Jarwin was the wrong answer because he is out for the year. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Joel. Looks like you'll be uh, hunting for a tight end this week. Yeah, right after his yeah, a great catch on his first target, and then he just crumples. Yeah. Watching uh, who's Dalton Schultz drop three of the next four passes <laughs> on like, screenplay was so painful for the rest of that game. Yeah. Uh, trust me, as a DAC owner, I, I noticed that. All right, so those are the big injuries. Did I miss any guys? I don't think I did. Uh, I mean, James Conner got hurt, but uh, you know that yeah. that's going to end up being kind of yeah. inconsequential, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snell looks good, man. You you got yeah. that was a a great handcuff draft choice right there. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I after the uh, Todd Gurley fiasco last year, I. I decided to go all in on handcuffs this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyways, we're going to head to the loser's lament corner. So, Joel will be taking uh, a moment to just bask uh, in the fact that he won thanks to Melvin Gordon. He is basking right now. Um, luckily, this is an audio art form and not a video. You didn't have to see whatever that was. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Naked basking. <laughs> it's man spreading at us. <laughs> man, yeah. of a complaint uh, pep talk here like the namesake of my team i want to stay exceedingly positive in my takes on the team Uh, and i came away last week very excited by the fact that joe mixon had 19 carries he'll get easier front fours than uh, the chargers and one of the bosa brothers obj had 10 targets 
leading both teams in that game in targets. My only hope is Baker is a little more accurate. Um, and then Evan Ingram had uh, seven targets. Um, so even though he only caught two balls, he was very influential in the offense. So the team will turn it around. I am not worried. And I can't wait to see uh, a win in the column next week where I get rid of the whole agenda and we just talk about how great Todd's clown dentists are. Kevin, since you're the, the new guest, do you, uh, do you want to join me in the loser's lament corner? Yeah, I'm not as optimistic as you about my team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do love Derrick Henry. I, I don't think it was a reach to get Derrick Henry at six. I feel like after his no. his performance at the end of last season, like that guy is just a tank, and I love having him on my team. I've maybe watched 10 Titans games in my life, and yesterday I was just like, stoked to watch the titans because he's just so much fun to to watch so i am very happy with uh-huh. that pick that's cute thanks that's so sweet <laughs> anyway that's all i have to say about my team <laughs> <laughs> no so i mean like it's just kind of the way things are trending right with my team where you know alan robinson even though like i don't know i i like stability so i like even though Allen Robinson has Trubisky as his quarterback and Trubisky, you know, questionable with his throwing accuracy, the combination between those two, I think they've established that that's a, you know, a pretty solid fantasy combination. And if he wants out and he wants to go to another team and they have a better quarterback than Trubisky, I'm just worried that, um, you know, similar to like the the Godwin uh, Brady debate, right? It's like you, you can take a very talented wide receiver and you can pair them with a great quarterback, but if they don't have that chemistry, then I, like change worries me. So the the Robinson discussion does worry me, uh, uh, as you guys you know very clearly noted in in the draft discussion. Wide receiver is not my where I'm banking on getting all my points. I I do disagree though. Fundamentally, I think I do think it is a running backs league. I do not think it's a mm. wide receiver league. That is my hot take. And I think last year actually demonstrated that where I drafted four running backs after Michael Thomas back to back to back to back. And the trades that I was able to make with those running backs, especially as injuries started to happen, I think actually were what allowed me to win. So, yeah, I I think that I intentionally chose to go with some more risk at the wide receiver position. And the fact that Bell is already hurt and then Devin Singletary is getting pretty much even split with uh with moss is like i'm pretty concerned for my my running backs aside from henry so we'll see how it plays out but like without a you know a solid core running back structure like what joel has and also without the depth that wide receiver and also without (laughs) (laughs) deshaun watson having anyone to throw to other than will fuller uh i'm not feeling great (laughs) I was definitely on that train of it being a running backs league this year, too. Yeah, I was about to say, you really took that lesson to heart, huh, Joel? Actually, you don't get to talk. We're not out of the corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than getting to your bye weeks, and you have to use your starting, like, last year for me, it was um, it was Mixon, who, to remember last year, he was just trash up until, like, week 10, right? So he's getting, like, one yard of carry, and then you have, like, I had Mark Ingram also, who like I ended up trading to you, Brandon. He was getting like maximum ten points, and just like that's just a 
a hard spot to be in. So your turn, Dustin. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I don't know where all this Chris Godwin doesn't have chemistry with Tom Brady nonsense is coming from. Uh, Godwin had six catches for 79 yards. So yeah, I, th- I thought he looked like his number one target. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not worried about that. And, um, even though I lost this week, I actually feel pretty good about my team. I mean, all my all my starters, except Connor, so Kamara, Godwin, McLaurin, Waller, Green, all had at least seven targets. So, you know, the name of the game is volume, and, and I think the volume's there. So I, if, if two of those guys got a touchdown this week, all of a sudden my score looks, you know, really different. And then, you know, so Connor is kind of my big weak spot, right? So, but I have Benny Snell, and... And actually, I don't actually care who starts going forward. Like, if, if it's Snell or Connor, either way, I'm okay with that. What I don't want is it to be a 50-50 split, and then that would really hurt me. So, But other than that, you know, going into next week, after beating Kevin, I'll be 1-1. One one. Feel pretty good. I mean, but think about how bad you'll feel if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, you'll never hear me again on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, so since we have, since we kind of boxed out Joel here, which, you know, we don't we don't like when people spend time talking about how great they are. Let's start with your matchup first, Joel. We've talked a little bit about Josh Jacobs. It does feel like your three running back head is looking pretty good uh, with Philip Lindsay being hurt, uh, Aaron Jones picking up the touchdown train uh, once again, and Josh Jacobs being the best running back of the week. Do you feel? Like you've got uh, a pretty good handle on on that position, and are going to start to look maybe to to offload one. I do. Um, I also think that Kareem Hunt and especially Naheem Hines after after Mac is down for the season, I think that's, that's going to be a huge option uh, on the trading block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel feel pretty good overall. Um, Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay being hurt is is a big win, but I don't think Lindsay's going to be if turf toe. I don't think he's going to be out for that long. And uh, Melvin Gordon and the Broncos play the Steelers this week, who I'm terrified to play a running back against after seeing what Saquon did against them. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm pretty happy with my team. I definitely expected a loss playing against Jose, the number one ranked draft team overall. And playing against Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott is terrifying. Yeah, that's fair. I would say, though, the one thing I noticed about Jose's team is I have to admit I'm a little worried that Keenan Allen and T.Y., might be not cut out uh, anymore. I think Philip Rivers was terrible last year and looks terrible again this year. Uh, I'm not sure, sure that Tarod Taylor has the arm to get it to Keenan, but we'll see. I, I'm a little worried about those two guys moving forward for for Jose. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think AJ Brown. I think I got lucky against AJ Brown. I think he's going to have bigger weeks to come. I was I was surprised he didn't That's get true. that much volume. And I also thought Tyler Higby looked really good when he did get the ball. He just didn't get that many looks so far. Those are the people I was uh, I was scared of every time I saw them going out for a pass. Joel, did you nearly have a heart attack on that uh, last play to A.J. Brown 
oh my to the god in the end zone when uh, i think that would have been just enough for you to lose right in the last 30 seconds it was it was that play and then the other one where he faked a handoff to uh derrick henry and they threw through to one of their five tight ends <laughs> as soon as he turned around and looked up I, <laughs> my heart stopped <laughs> yeah your matchup was the only one that really uh had any juice left in it on sunday night um, i think everything else had been pretty decided at that point so Thanks for giving the uh, the fans in uh, Texas and Illinois and Florida something to, to keep track of. So do we think Jose should be concerned about Nick Chubb? I mean, we knew he was going to be splitting carries with Kareem Hunt, but I didn't expect it to be this close, this 50-50. I mean, Hunt had more carries than Chubb. I agree. I, I think Hunt is better than Chubb, honestly. Hunt was in, insane in Kansas City and uh, I will say I think their offensive coordinator, it's been talked about a lot um, in the circles that I run in, uh, is going to have a very strong run game. So I think the opportunities will be there, but I'm just not sure. I would rather have Hunt, and that's what Joel does. Yeah, I think it, it looked to be a lot closer to 50-50 than I expected. And on those third downs and to get the ball into Hunt's hands. So ladder, I barely know her, 125. Ladders are a ladder, 117. Joel with a, a week one win, uh, shocking the pundits after ladders are a ladder, finished with our highest draft grade. Not a good look for the uh, the grading team. We might have to uh, grade on a, a different curve. Well, I mean, we're pretty good at grading the shitty teams. That's true. Like Kevin. Fuck you, Dustin. <laughs> hey, Dan, Dan, Dan Stearns, uh, he pulled off the, the W, and you guys gave him a solid D, so uh, he'll probably tell you guys to get the d um but <laughs> yeah but dan also won with 118 points which is only one more point than jose's team hey he's one he's one and oh that matchup yeah jeff is rough. <laughs> talk about the worst manager i mean <laughs> we can go into that right now Daniel derns wins 118 heinous wars a new anus 103 sleeper noticed uh some interesting <laughs> decisions by uh, our good friend Jeffrey. I think that's kind of why he bowed out tonight. Uh, there's there's a lot of there are a lot of points on this bench and some of the starts. Um, I'm not sure why Antonio Gibson. I think that had to have been a fuck you to Dustin. Meanwhile, <laughs> Dan started Jamison Crowder, which I think was a an agreement with yeah. Dustin. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe Dan does listen to this because I know. I mean, I was I was preaching him, and and he took the hint. It worked out for him well, but yeah, I mean, look at oh my, Jeff's bench: Malcolm Brown with twenty six, Sammy Watkins with twenty one, Adam Lazard with eighteen, Darius Slayton with thirty. So if he had fielded that team instead of Antonio Gibson and Nikhil Harry, like why are you starting Nikhil Harry? Yeah, and he's got. Lazard on his team. He was chirping about him nonstop last week. Didn't even play him. Yeah, and he didn't even play him. He played Nikhil Harry. It's just, yeah. Saquon, to your point, Joel, earlier, maybe the Pittsburgh run defense is that good, but that is 12 points from Saquon and 20 from Mahomes is not, like, if that if that happens to him every week, he's going to lose every week. Yeah, it's like when he came back from injury last year after, yeah, after Joel traded him to me. Thank you, Joel. I mean, he started off the same way upon his return. Like he was averaging one, two yards a carry. And then after two or three weeks, he just came back and was Saquon got like 200 yards a game. So I, I, I think Jeff will be fine. I mean, but if he chooses to start the right people, he'll be fine. 
<laughs> so Jeff's probably fucked. <laughs> I mean, having a, a deep, solid bench is not a bad problem to have. It's true. So. Yeah. Oops. Mark Andrews looked like a monster. I was going to say, it's a good point, Jill. He was the best tight end of the week. Five for 58 and two touchdowns. And I mean, I think Lamar is just going to keep feeding him. So I think that was a pretty great pick for him. And then real quick, I just, I just want to uh, I want to send a quick um, I told you so to Jeff about Antonio Gibson. Just want to slide that in there real quick. So does that mean you're picking up Peyton Barber this week, Dustin? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> hey, I've got the number one waiver pick. I, I saw you got 17 carries. Did. Yeah, for 17 yards. <laughs> I think it was like 22. <laughs> That's the efficiency you want. Those are Levy and Bell numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide him in there. It's a like-for-like replacement. I think he picked up Malcolm Brown off of, off of free agency after the draft, too, who looks like it's the Rams' number one running back now. Yeah, how did we not see that coming? I don't know. <laughs> I was I was on the Cam Akers train, and I, I think I, I got off at this stop. I'm going to walk home. <laughs> I agree. I was in the same boat. I think Jeff should trade Sammy Watkins now. I'm pretty sure he was wide receiver one week one of last last season as well, and then just fell off the cliff. Oh, that's right. Just loves that opening game. On that similar note, I mean, Corey Davis, pick him up while you can. (laughs) Like Sammy Watkins, he's got the he's got a great first week, and then he's inevitably going to get three targets with one catch for ten yards every single week moving forward. It's true. Um, moving on to good old Staniel Derns. He will not finish this season with zero wins, so can do a golf clap for Dan there. Really happy for him. I do love the two running quarterback he's, he's got going on here. If it wasn't for Mike, he would have had the best quarterback duo and Cam and Josh Allen, uh, both over 25 points. That's a pretty interesting look for Dan. I have to admit, I watched, I think, most, if not all, of the Cowboys game, and I was shocked to see that Amari Cooper had 18 points. I do not remember uh, Dak throwing to him that much. That was, like, the most underrated 18 points I've, I've ever seen. Um, and then the last point, before I'll, I'll open it up to, to the folks on the phone, those running backs are just absolutely brutal. So, Joel, if you're thinking about... Uh, offloading one of those running backs, I think you found a potential trade target here because uh, Philip Lindsay is now out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Leonard Fournette was terrible. And Jalen Richard, I, did he play? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to reach out to Dan since he's probably not going to hear this. Yeah, honestly. And, and Miles Sanders is hurt, still hurt too. Yeah, So if he doesn't come back next week, woof. I want to know how many of Amari Cooper's points came on that last desperation drive. I feel like that was when he showed up. Mm, you might be right, because I think at that point I had turned off the TV in disgust. <laughs> with Dak, a.k.a. the gunslinger who was not slinging it. Um, but anyways, Dan, really excited that you're not going to go 0-13, but I, I have to admit I'm a little worried that uh, your team might not see that many more wins. Um, all right, moving on. We'll Go to uh, Coitus Martin, 128, All Ladders Matter, 102. Rochi put a big, big emphasis on the Atlanta Falcons, although I don't understand why he ended up dropping Young Way Koo. Uh, that seemed a little bit odd. So, But two of the three Falcons hit for Rochi. 
I was pretty impressed with Calvin Ridley. I really wanted him to fall and that last week did nothing to dissuade me from my disappointment that I didn't get him. And Matt Ryan, you know, is still going to be losing all of the time. So he's going to throw a lot. Uh, and then Hayden Hurst was uh, a disappointment. So we'll see there. But those were the, the two thing, or that was the big thing I saw for Roach is it's going to be whether or not the Falcons can put up 40 points. And if he does, he'll probably win. Yeah, I think the the disheartening thing about playing Roach this week was his first and second pick, like they did fine between Drake and, and Eckler, but I don't think that they really you know, realized their, their potential and I still got just destroyed. <laughs> so <laughs> like his his team is scary. I mean he's he's got just uh, a very well balanced team in my mind. Like Cooper Cup also what do you have eight points not a good performance for him and i mean like he's a ppr machine so if he had a day like his team scares me a lot i'm glad i played him early and got that loss out of the way um because <laughs> i i think down the line i'm assuming his team stays healthy i, I think he's going to be able to to ride that that well-balanced team a, a pretty pretty long ways into into the playoffs so and he also has emmanuel sanders on his bench if Thomas is out for four weeks, becomes our wide receiver one for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm interested to see how um, how Hurst ends up playing out for him. There's a lot of hype, I think, for Hurst going into the season uh, in every every down tight end, and he only had six points this week. So with with Ryan getting 450 yards, so if, if he ends up developing that relationship with with Ryan, I think that's it's just going to make him even even that much scarier. So. I'm I'm curious what happens with Cooper Cup this season. I think he's a, he's kind of dependent on touchdowns as opposed to like Robert Woods on that offense. So I think it's it's tough to not start him because of how much they look at him in the end zone. But I think he's like a kind of a boomer bust player. Mm. But with the rest of the depth that that Roach has, I don't know if that's going to be a problem. Are you guys worried at all about injuries here? I, I feel like you know, Will Fuller can get hurt pretty quickly. Cooper Cup's been hurt a bunch. Austin Eckler is small, diminutive enough. That he could, it wouldn't shock me to see him get hurt. Maybe. I mean, I feel like if yeah, Fuller gets hurt, they'll probably still play him because they're we know they're not going to throw to Brandon Cooks. So <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the uh, the strategy behind Cooks was uh, I just don't have faith that Fuller is going to actually play a majority of the season, and they need to throw to somebody. So with having Watson as my quarterback, it, it would be great for for them to go to Cooks as that guy, but. You know, that's just wishful, wishful thinking at this point. Um, I, Kevin, I, I think we've spent enough time on your team, but any final thoughts that you wanted to throw out there? Watch out for Robbie Anderson. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my 15th round pick. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks he look solid. It's true. I mean, the, the Panthers offense looked surprisingly good. This yeah. Week. Yeah, I, I I saw that he had he had you know with Bridgewater as his his quarterback now. I mean, I just think that uh, all the the Carolina wideouts just get a, a little bit of a bump with that change. So, um, all right, uh, we'll move on to uh, War. Wow, World of Wario, one seventy. Todd's Clown Dentists, one oh eight. Some some thoughts on 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 the Wario team. Uh, Seattle won't play Atlanta every week. I already mentioned that. I do not expect that duo to continue to cook the way that they do. But 
I will say, I think CEH looked incredible. That was a, a great steal um, in, mm-hmm. in pick eight. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to get 16 targets a game. I mean, this team is terrifying. Uh, like you, uh, Kevin, I'm kind of glad I got this loss out of the way so that I can hang out with Mike again because <laughs> this team just is terrifying to look at. I don't think it really helps to get these losses out of the way early. <laughs> <laughs> It makes us feel better, Joel. Yeah, Joel. <laughs> and you get first picks on the waiver wire. Come on. That was the whole point. I lost on yeah, purpose. That is true. That's fair. And I would rather have my losses at the start of the season than at the end or in the playoffs. So It's true. I might lose the entire season, but <laughs> if I had to choose, start of the season. Yeah, so first of all, shout out to my boy Noah Fant. Um, you're welcome, Mike, for... For uh, you know, talking him up for the draft. God damn it, I wanted him. Um, but I don't know, just to bring Mike down to earth a little bit, he should he might need to be concerned about Chris Carson. Um, he only had six carries for twenty-one yards. I mean, yeah, he had you know six catches and two touchdowns, which makes him look really good. But I don't know, it's a little worrisome that he only had six carries. And then you know, Juju obviously had a, a great showing of two touchdowns as well, but. Your boy, Brandon, Deontay Johnson has been getting just as many looks as just Juju. So, I don't know. And I've been on the Juju train before. It, it wasn't fun, so good luck with that. But yeah, great great team. Great team. I, I agree with Dustin on Chris Carson. I don't know. I think Juju like might not get as much as he had, but getting Roethlisberger back still looked so much better for him. If he still gets those six catches and 70 yards, like that's not a bad floor without the touchdowns. All right, I think I talked enough about my team. I'm not worried, uh, except for Mark Ingram. Um, I think that one was a uh, not a great pick. Uh, I am a little worried about that. Uh, I wish I had taken Kareem Hunt instead, but I probably would have taken Cam Akers, and that was probably not a good pick either. I, I think it'll get better for me. I have faith. I'm not. I mean, Devontae Adams is just an absolute beast. Oh my god, it was insane. He's an animal, yeah. And Robert Woods. So, Brandon, one question I had for you about your team is mm. you had Ingram last year. Yeah. I traded you in. Yeah. His second half of the season, yeah. disappointing. Yeah. What, what made you choose him again? Uh, <laughs> he likes the pain. Uh, I just, yeah, just drunken stupor. I, I feel like last year what got you, you know, into, into trouble was your, your running backs all got injured. Mm-hmm. I, I think your wide receivers, you know, can't can't be right now between Adams and Woods, but yeah, I think that the the health of your running backs is gonna determine kind of well, unless Adams keeps putting up forty points, then it really doesn't matter. But <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah, and I got James James uh, Jaguar James. You know, he's the starting running back for the Jaguars. He's gonna crush it. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, sixteen carries. What about Mixon, Brandon? Are you worried about him? Only got six points. No. I think uh, the Chargers front four is pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. They look fucking sick on Hard Knocks, which I'm sure is why Sean picked them to be on his team. Yeah, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't have a repeat of last year. Mm-hmm. Well, the the worst part for me is this next week is I have to actually care about the Cleveland-Cincinnati Thursday night game because I have Mixon and OBJ playing in it and that sounds terrible i don't want to watch that (laughs) (sighs) all right moving on 
before we, we get away from Brandon being positive. The the Washington <laughs> football team, 160, COVID is a ladder, 116. Dustin, I think we might have been terribly wrong about Sean's team. I'm I'm actually pretty scared of his team moving forward. I don't I don't think we were that harsh on it. I think we, we gave ended up giving him like a B. I gave him like a C, so <laughs> Yeah, we agreed that the all rookies approach was a little bizarre, but I, I don't say we thought it was a bad team. Yeah. No, I mean I the only thing I, I'm still not convinced of Adam Thielen. I think he'll have to like take a, a pan to my head before I finally believe that he's terrifying. But <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, he's got Jonathan Taylor, who's now got hold of that that back field. J.K. Dobbins looked great and was getting carries inside the five, which I thought was ludicrous for a rookie. Um, yeah, I'm worried. Even Johnny Smith had you know four catches and yeah. a touchdown. So that was the right answer. I was shocked by how good Johnny Smith looked last night. Those little like screen plays that they just let him run. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have a, a horse in your backfield. <laughs> that's all everyone's concentrating on because they can't believe a horse is playing football. All right, uh, Dustin, any any thoughts on any more thoughts on on your team, or do you want to throw it to us? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple quick footnotes. Uh, just want to give a shout out to my boy Kyler Murray, who I thought looked just great in the uh, open air. Just you know, this little short guy running around making big plays happen. Just so excited to watch him in the Cardinals this year. And then A.J. Green, um, you know, he had – you almost had, like, two touchdowns. Did you guys see the one that got called back because of offensive pass interference? Yeah. So, you know, if you had a touchdown, that changes everything. Um, and then <laughs> did you guys see um, after that when the Bengals kicker, Randy Bullock, <laughs> literally pulled his hamstring – in the middle of kicking the game-winning like thirty-yard field goal, and then shanked it right and pulled a hammy and lost in the game. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's, it's just the most like Bengals bungles situation ever. That was great. God, I fucking hate AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why I always draft a running back first, is because the one time I didn't. Well, actually, no, that's not right. I drafted Michael Thomas first one year on accident, but <laughs> on accident? before that, <laughs> before that, I drafted AJ Green and Odell Beckham Jr. in rounds one and two, and I went two and eleven that year, <laughs> <laughs> and I passed on Saquon Barkley his first year, and I will never again draft AJ Green. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm glad we can add AJ Green to the list of random people that someone hates because uh i feel the same way about <laughs> tyler lockett even though he's like pretty decent yeah i mean tyler lockett ruined your last few games aj green ruined my season so <laughs> <laughs> and odell beckham so yeah but he won you the year the first year we ever played he won you that that championship i'll never forget that it was his rookie year and i thought i was going to beat you and he went off for like 40 yeah 40 points Single single best waiver wire pickup, I think, of all time right there yeah. with an auto-drafted team. <laughs> and then you lost all of your winnings. And then I lost all the winnings on green. <laughs> very very fitting that I fucking hate AJ Green and I lost all my money on green. Uh, I, I can't wait for AJ Green to get like 100 catches or 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, he's going to uh, – just to – Fuck me. He's going to put up like 50 points next week when I play you. And then he's going to go tear his ACL the next week after that. 
Um, all right. Our last matchup, Cookies Monster, 128, Bitch Hippos, 105. Uh, I do think the Bitch Hippos is like my favorite name in a long time for fantasy football. Did, did you say Cookies Monster? <laughs> I think it, it's Cookie Monsters. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I read that wrong. I like Cookies Monster better than Cookie Monsters. I feel like you did that with my team last year, too. I did. You, like, added in words into my team. <laughs> every week. Uh, I think I did. I think that's very fair. Well, now I feel like, oh, I feel like at some point we need, like, a, a sound every time I said I said the word ladder, just because there's so many ladders in this league now. Yeah, so are you guys ever going to change your team names, or are you just going to stay on the ladders theme the whole year? Because I, I thought it was, like, you know, like a joke going into the draft, but I, I mean, are you ever, you ever going to change him? You got to go with the hot name. I can't change it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at, le- at least until I lose. At least until I win, and then I'll probably change it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyways, Cookie's Monster. Dalvin Cook still as terrifying as ever. I think that was a pretty solid pick there. And Raheem Mostert. I, I think I'm... You know how I got off the Cam Akers train? I think I got off and got on uh, the most. I think it was passing in the night, and I just switched because <laughs> uh, I was not on board before the season, but he looked incredible uh, for San Francisco, and I think he's going to be a stud for Nick. Any other thoughts from folks? That was my one my one big one. Uh, I mean, Kenny Galladay's injury, you know, that, that hurts. Hamstring. I mean, soft tissue is never good. That's. I mean, but pulled hamstring. Yeah, he won without Galladay. Um, I think that's pretty impressive. I didn't think Tom Brady looked that great this week, to be honest. And then you know, Kittle's hurt. Boyd, I think, loses targets because of AJ Green. No, yeah, I was. I really wanted him too. I was kind of surprised. He looked not not good. Um, all right, and then Tim, I do have to shout out the fact that he started the Vikings defense, which got negative eight points, which I, I love when defenses get that many negative points. I think that's amazing. Did you guys see DeAndre Swift drop that touchdown pass? Oh, my God. That poor that kid. Poor, oh, my God. Poor kid. Like, his teammates are never going to let him live that down. So painful. Uh, just so bad for him. Wide open. You got to... Take Joel's Joel's nickname for him, DeAndre Wift. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Timmy, you gotta change uh, Swift's. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, his nickname. <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I was after the draft, I was looking at these teams, and I I thought they were both pretty scary teams. The Michael Thomas injury for Tim. That's. That's a huge one. That's like basically make or break mm-hmm. his, his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with Nick getting, you know, with, we'll have to see what Kittle's injury is. But I mean, he took Kittle in the second round. Yeah. It is a solid starting lineup. Uh, just looking at the depth on on Nick's team, a lot of them look like they're, you know, they're handcuffs for for his starting running back. So it's like on bye weeks or I, I just don't see a lot of depth with Nick's team right now. He guessed wrong with his handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Daryl yeah. Henderson's trash. And Coleman, nope. I was shocked by how good David Johnson looked to start off the season after yeah, after how bad he looked all of last year. I thought that was a horrible pick at the time. It still will be. He'll get hurt. Don't worry. 
And then on Tim's team, Tim is one injury to Gurley, Johnson, or Diggs away from just completely going up in flames. Like Thomas getting injured was like the spark and that's gonna lead to the to the wildfires and <laughs> the wildfire in Oregon. California. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's funny because you saying those names, it's like when that third round came to me and I had my choice of Levine Bell, Todd Gurley, and David Johnson as running backs. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Well, I can't choose David Johnson or Todd Gurley because they're going to get hurt in week one. And then, of course, fucking Levy and Bell gets hurt in week one. And it's like, oh, my God, my the one thing that I do love that that he has two Falcons. So like we talk about how Rochi loved the Falcons, but so does Tim. And but they're like Todd Gurley's not a great Falcon pick. And Julio Jones is is always solid. I feel like he's underrated in our league. Eh, I don't know. I feel like he usually gets drafted in the in the first round or. You know, early second. So, like, is that underrated? Yeah, it fell. All right. Well, that wraps up all of the matchups for the past week. Uh, week one is in the books. Hopefully, there will be no positive COVID tests uh, in the league this week, and we can get to week two pretty seamlessly. Um, we're going to move into some final thoughts uh, very quickly here. Most importantly, Brandon's gambling corner. Guys, I went eight and two in picks this week. Uh, I bet the Bills twice. I got them at minus seven and then got terrified at 1250 that they were going to win by seven. And I bet them again at minus six and a half and uh, they destroyed the jets. It was the easiest bet of my life. I will say my one lot, one of my losses was I took the under in the green Bay, Minnesota game. Uh, It was like under 38 points and they scored 70. So that one was over by halftime. It's pretty nice. Yeah, so I'll keep you guys posted. I'm really excited to uh, to share my winnings and constantly remind you how smart I am. The only bet I made this week was on the Colts, and that didn't Oof. go too well. So, wow. Do you say you're sharing your winnings? Uh, no. With us? <laughs> yeah, share your cookies, Brandon. I, oh, yeah. If they were in cookies, I would, but uh, can't do it. So what do you guys think for structuring these? Do we like the review? Would we rather preview? Go two a week. <laughs> no <laughs> i mean i i i like the recaps um i think you know as a, a faithful listener for the last year <laughs> what what i appreciate most is uh kind of forward looking like power power rankings mm. seeing you know who who we think has the the best team overall who's struggling um this year we don't need to do that but um we can just talk about you know who's who's doing well I, I think matchups are important, but yeah, that's my preference is like ranking each team, seeing what the big updates are, who's who, what are the big injuries and who's dropping in the power rankings, what are you know some big losses, and then um, who do we think is going to come away with uh, Jamie Lynn. So maybe, maybe, Brandon, we could just like each week do a short recap of the games just like real quick, and then we move on to spending yeah. the bulk of it on power rankings and kind of looking yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's fair. My worry with power rankings is it's a more visual tool. Like it's hard. I feel like it'd be hard to be like, and this is where they were last week, and here's where they are this week. Um, but maybe mm. we can test it out. I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, you could basically just list your order of power rankings, and yeah, that's true. So not even thinking about yeah where they were. Yeah, I mean, you could you could like, you know, say how much how many spots people have moved up or down, but. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily the most. It doesn't need to be visual. Okay. I, was, I like the quick recap and then then looking forward. I feel like the wild speculation of what is to come is a little bit more exciting than 
going over what we all saw. Fair enough. All right, I like it. Do you guys want to make any quick predictions this week for the like, upcoming matchups? I'm going to beat Jeff. Dustin loses. <laughs> hey, Brandon, let's add that to uh, to your betting corner. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brandon. Brandon, make odds. For this oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that you, make, you fun. make a spread, and then yeah. we all get to bet on our own matchups. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and I'll bet on Dustin and bench all my players. <laughs> yes, please do. I'm okay with that. At this point, it's the most you'll get out of the game. <laughs> so it looks like we've got Michael Bolton to beat Nick, uh, Tim to beat Dan, Sean to beat Joel, Kevin and Dustin is pretty 50-50, um, Jose to barely beat Roach, and Jeff to beat me, which is wrong. To be fair, I have a, a tight end that has his ACL in two separate pieces right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So the, the tight end you pick up off waivers will get you another five. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a flex to just slide in whatever you wanted? I think what's interesting from this, Michael Bolton is projected to get 147 points. I don't know if I've ever seen a projection that high. Oh, like, my God. That's insane at this point. Yeah. I mean, Sleeper has kind of weird projections, but currently Hopkins is projected to get 25 points, which is just Yeah, crazy. those are Christian McCaffrey numbers right there. I know. Yeah. All right. I like it. So moving forward, it'll be a slight recap of. I might just run through the scores and it, like maybe big fantasy news, and then I'll. Do we want to power rank or do we want to preview the the next week's matchups? I think we quickly review. We quickly recap last week and then go go over power rankings, and then we can do some quick okay. predictions for the following. And are, are we just? You guys are just trusting me to power rank, and then everyone can react. This is this isn't yeah. like a like a group power ranking beforehand. No. No, this is a dictatorship. Okay, cool. Yeah, this, Perfect. Is, this is the Lord Commission's rankings. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, no, for, for the power rankings, I mean, I, I think, yes, makes sense to um, review previous week's matchup. Yes, makes sense to review current week matchup. But, like, dissecting the team in detail, going one by one, team by team, I, I think, you know, that's that's the best for each of our, our listeners. So I like it. And I think Kevin speaks for the listeners. Does he though? He's his nickname is two time champion. That's true. What was your favorite episode of the podcast so far, Kevin? Um, Please say it was the one that I did by myself because that was my favorite. <laughs> I think you did. Oh, this this season or last season? Because there was a bunch last season where I was just loving it because my team was fucking sick, and Brandon was just telling me how sick my team was, and <laughs> every week I tune in, I'd be like, "Wow, I fucking love this. I feel great about my team." <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be like that this year, Kevin. No, I don't. I think I actually will not enjoy this podcast quite as much as last year. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so that's what we'll do next week, and that's what we'll do moving forward. This, since this is the first, I don't know, first week recap, I wanted to get your thoughts, and I went conventional, but it sounds like the unconventional power rankings is more popular. All right, final segment. Um, before we log off on this long episode, guys, we were just really excited to talk about football, or at least I was. So I was expecting this to go long. Trade talks? Question mark. You know, there's a whole uh, trading block feature within this a- app somewhere. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of thought this would just be fun to use the pod as a platform for if anyone you know wants to make a trade, if anyone's you know looking for a running back or something. Yes, Hines. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna 
I feel like he's going to finish a lot closer to Jonathan Taylor than, than people expect when the season's finished. I mean, I'm interested. I could give you... Oof. How much? <laughs> you interested in Jerry Judy? Give me Jerry Judy. I am absolutely not taking Jerry Judy for him, but I did think Judy <laughs> looked awesome. In the, I'm real glad he had those two blatant drops because I have Cortland Sutton when he comes back. Oh, that's perfect then. Jerry Judy, give me your handcuff to Cortland Sutton. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> I'd rather have Fant as his handcuff. We might need to workshop this uh, segment. Yeah, it's just, it's just me trying to get rid of Jerry <laughs> Judy. <laughs> Every week, it's just Dustin trying to convince someone to take Jerry Judy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think I just kind of want to like instigate people to to trade more maybe this will get them thinking about it. i feel like it's a little early in the season for like most people don't really trade come week week unless you like forget to draft a fucking quarterback or something anyway but like i feel like the the, the, yeah, the trades start happening in like by week time frame unless you you know accrue injuries early um speaking of which levy and bell if anyone is interested <laughs> playing the long game could come back like saquon Kevin, I'll give you Jerry Judy right now for Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I will legitimately think about it. Spoiler alert, he's, he's going to get dropped tomorrow on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick up Peyton Barber like I intended. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I was going to say, if anyone wants Evan Ingram, uh, he's also on the trading block. I just, I might just not field the tight end this year. See if I can win without, <laughs> without one. I feel like you could make a legitimate like, case for not starting a defense, but not starting a tight end. I feel like that's, hmm. yeah. Um, wait, hold on. I have to read uh, my tagline. I already forgot what it was. What was it? <laughs> All ladders matter. No, it was. <laughs> it was definitely not that. Was it? It's something about like being safe. Ladders. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Well, that wraps up uh, another great week of fantasy football. Guys, football is back. I'm really excited by that. Uh, moving forward, we will change the structure of these podcasts to be power rankings, to be more looking forward instead of a uh, long recap like we did here. But week one, I, I think we just wanted to look back and see what happened. Um, and before we sign off, uh, thanks everyone for joining and make sure. Be safe using ladders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 <laughs>